If you have your copy of God's Word with you, I invite you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Uh, That's a change from what you see in your bulletin, and that's because uh, we've been uh, walking through the book of Acts, and we're certainly going to finish that. Uh, But the Lord put some things on my heart uh, this week as I just saw some events unfold, and so um, just decided to make a a change in direction here today in our... uh, in our service. As you're turning there, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is uh, sending out or commissioning his disciples. Uh, the 12 have all come together. They are all followers of Jesus. They've all spent some, some time with him at this point, hearing some of his teachings. Um, but you know, the best teachers never just uh, stop at, at saying, okay, I've given you a little head knowledge. Uh, but experience is really always required in learning to put what you've, what you've heard, what's gone into your ears, now put it into to action. And so Jesus sends out in chapter 10 the 12 apostles on their way, and he calls them out to a specific mission um, that they're to go out and evangelize uh, within the confines of the Jewish nation. And uh, he gives them instructions along the way about how they're to carry out this mission. And then he comes uh, uh, to uh, this point as he's told them what to do and uh, how they're going to be able to do it and the power that they're given to do it. Uh, he stops and he kind of gives them a, a, a sobering warning uh, and something to keep them alert. And I want to ask if you would please stand in honor and reverence of the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. Let us pray. Father, now we pray that your word uh, would be used in our lives um, God, to make us and to mold us more into the likeness of Jesus. Father, we pray that your spirit would be strongly at work and that our hearts would be open to all that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You and I like to believe, we like to think that we're safe. We like to be comfortable. We like to be safe. We like to have the feeling that, um, you know, life's going to be all right. And and yet, every day we're confronted with evidence that this world is not a safe place, a safe world. We're often reminded that this is not yet heaven. Although those of us who are believers, we have received eternal life, we are not yet in that dwelling place for which we will dwell uh, forever in the presence of the Lord where there's no more heartache, there's no more crying, there's no more tears, there's no more sin. We're not there yet. We're simply pilgrims traveling through this world. And and we're waiting for that day. We're working. We're, We're living for Jesus until we have that kind of day. But right here and right now, the Bible says this world is not our home. It tells us that you and I, uh, we're here as sojourners. We're here as um, travelers. We're here as pilgrims walking through, making our way through this world. It's not what we're going to have one day. It's not what's promised to us as an inheritance. 
So here and now, we realize from the headlines, from the news every day, again, that this is not a, a safe or an easy world that we live in. And even if we acknowledge that, though, sometimes we have this sense as Christians that, okay, well, out there in the world, maybe I'll never face any hardship, difficulty, and pain, but when I'm doing something for Jesus or when I'm with around, uh, you know, other Christian people or there's something involving the church, you know, we, we sometimes then say, well, maybe I'm, I'm automatically safe and never have to, you know, think about anything, never really have to be aware. And yet, we are often reminded again that that's not always the case. There was a, uh, a group of adults in Texas uh, this past weekend that was traveling. And there they were on a church trip, having a great time, I imagine, on that trip. And a truck came along, a 20-year-old man, young man, who was texting and driving. Uh, in fact, someone had been behind him, had already called the highway patrol. Look, I'm behind this guy. He's, he's weaving in and out. He's swerving all over the place. Someone needs to get him off the road. And unfortunately, that did not happen before he ran into this busload of church folks on a trip. And 13 of them passed on. About a day after I heard about that, then I hear about here in Columbus, uh, another church in our area was broken into uh, thousands of dollars of sound equipment and electronics uh, was stolen from that church. Then Thursday night here at our church, a couple of our ladies were up here decorating for a shower, and, and a man starts knocking on the door and loudly, let me in. I need help for my family, banging on the door and going from door to door. Scary. By the time the sheriff got here, uh, he was gone. But they did say uh, that he'd tried that at several other churches. It's sobering to think about the fact uh, that we're in a world, even when we are with Christian people doing Christian things at a Christian place, uh, there's no guarantee that we will not face Troubles and trials and hardships. So how do we deal with this? I think Jesus' words uh, tell us very well. There's a, a picture form of this verse that I like because it brings out the imagery. Jesus talks about sheep and wolves and serpents and doves. So let's think about that for a minute. He told us that he was sending us out as sheep among wolves. What is Jesus telling us? Is he saying that it's hopeless, <laughs> that you have no chance, that you're going to get slaughtered and torn up, and, and there's nothing that you can possibly do about the hardship or difficulty or trials you face in this life? Absolutely not, because he doesn't stop there. But what Jesus is communicating right here when he says, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, he is saying, 
realize that you're in a precarious or dangerous situation as you are my follower in this world. Realize that you're going out into a sinful world. You're going out into a place where people do not honor my name. They do not follow my teachings. They are, they are not committed to the ways of love and grace and peace. And he is simply alerting us that we need to be aware that this is the case. You and I are sheep among wolves. That is, that we are sent out into a world where we have to be alert and be aware that there's things going on around us that could be harmful, that could be dangerous. So he then moves from this imagery of sheep and wolves, and then he tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Let's look at that next one. You got the serpent and the dove. Now this is very interesting for us to think about Jesus telling us to be like serpents in any kind of way, right? I mean, most of us don't like snakes. Does anybody in here like snakes? Somebody in here does, right? Okay, yeah, there's like, a, there's like two or three, and they kind of do like this. Because, you know, they know it's not a popular thing to like snakes, right? I mean, most of us just kind of get the heebie-jeebies. We don't like being around snakes. I remember one time I worked at a summer camp. And this is when I was in college. This is Christian camp. And at the beginning of the year, one of my brilliant co-workers who had brought his snake, he lost his snake. And this was down on the coast, Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly. If you've ever heard of that place, really neat re retreat place uh, until Katrina came along. But um, he had lost this snake. And none of us, so there's like 50 of us college kids uh, girls on one side, guys on the other, but we're all staying in this place, and we know in our minds that this snake is somewhere on the loose. <laughs> that, that was an interesting summer, as you know, anytime, you know, when you catch some movement out of the edge of your eye and you turn real quick, because every time we were thinking snake, right? Uh, come to find out at the end of the summer, that snake was actually in his car, still living had nothing to eat unless there were some goodies in his car. I don't know about. Snake was still there. But all summer long, we were on alert for this snake. We don't think about snakes as being good things, especially because we associate with way back in, in the garden, you know? Uh, we, we remember that serpent was used as a tool of Satan to fool Adam and Eve. But actually, um, uh, God has used uh, serpents or snakes uh, in a good form before this point. Uh, there was a, a time in the history of the Old Testament uh, where the people of God were grumbling and they were not complaining and they were complaining and, and fussing and, and God struck them with an illness. And then he uh, alerted Moses. He instructed him, create this brass snake and lift it up and all those who look on it in faith will be saved. So even serpents can have some redeeming qualities. Now, God doesn't say, though, that we're to be like serpents or like snakes in all areas, but in one particular area, he says, be wise as serpents. Or other translations say, be shrewd as serpents. Uh, be wary as serpents. Uh, we know, we think of snakes as being crafty. We, we think of them as being 
knowledgeable. In other words, we need to be aware of our situation. We need to be on guard. We need to be alert. But in that alertness, how are we to behave when difficult situations come our way? Well, then he says we're to be innocent as doves. Now, interesting, he doesn't say be wise as doves because doves aren't known as very smart creatures. They're really not all that smart. But they are a symbol and a sign of purity. That you and I are to be alert, we're to be watchful, we're to be aware. But at the same time, as we watch out for what's going to happen in the world, as we're cautious, as we're careful, as we're sober-minded, but we don't react as the world reacts. We don't get ourselves into sin. We simply are aware. We're careful. We're watchful. Now, there's another verse that really uh, teaches us a lot about this concept. It comes from the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is, is really a, a roadmap for life. Proverbs 22, 3 says, The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Now, prudent's not a word that we use a lot. Uh, I really, I don't think I'd ever even heard the word prudent uh, until uh, George H.W. Bush was president. And then Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live would make fun of him, and he would say, not going to do it, wouldn't be prudent. And uh, I remember that word prudent uh, he would use there. And prudent simply means, though, uh, wise, careful aware of what's going on. So you see, the Bible tells us that, that we are to be innocent, but we're not to be simple-minded. Those two things are not the same thing. You see, a prudent person, a wise person, sees danger and says, hides himself, or other translations say, take refuge. In other words, if I see a runaway train, I'm not just going to sit there and say, oh, that's coming my way. I'm going to move and I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to avoid what's coming for me so fast. The simple go on and suffer for it. It is simple-minded to see danger and just to ignore it. You see, some people confuse faith in God with being simple-minded. Some people say, well, I see that runaway train coming toward me, but I trust Jesus, and I think I'm going to be all right. And Jesus is like, move. <laughs> you know, you need to go, trust me, but you need to move. You need to go. So we need to be aware. Now, as that comes down uh, to the church level, it's something that we think about, our church leadership, our session. Uh, we think about how can we keep our church safe. And it, it's a, a conversation that, that really never completely ends. Uh, as we, we talk about all these other things, about reaching people for Jesus and taking care of our, our property and, and ministering to people and all these things. And part of that is simply making sure that, that we're safe. And so that's an ongoing conversation uh, that we have. And we do a lot of things that maybe, maybe you sitting in the pew, uh, you might not always notice. When we go to hire a staff member, yes, we look at those resumes and we call references and we have interviews and we talk about them. But we also, as much as we think we got a good feel about them and all this stuff, we run a background check also. Why do we do that? Because we want to make sure that we've done our duty in being safe and secure. 
Maybe you've noticed, uh, uh, this would be a good scavenger hunt if you ever want. We have about eight fire extinguishers on the church property. Did you know that? Have you ever thought about that or seen those things or, or looked at them? And by the way, they're not from 1923. They get inspected every single year to make sure that they're up to go. And most of us never think about that fact that we've got those, but we keep them in place to be ready and to be prepared. We need to always have that thought and that idea that um, we trust Jesus. We're not going to act the way the world acts. We're not going to be wolves. But on the other hand, that you and I realize as a church body, but also individuals in our lives, we need to be wise or prudent, if you like that word. You and I need to have that ability to say, God, I trust you and I believe you, and I know you're with me, and I pray that you'd open my eyes and help me to be aware that I live in a world where there's some, there's some difficulty, there's some wolves out there, and yet, God, uh, I know you've called me to not be simple-minded, but to be wise, to be innocent as a dove, but to be wise as a serpent. And I pray that you would uh, take that in your own life, and here at the church, that we never get into a place where we're, our head is stuck in the sand, but also we never get caught into a place of fear. You know, after, I, after that verse in, in uh, Matthew chapter 10 that we read, later on at the end of that talk, Jesus closes up his pep talk or his instructions to the disciples and says, don't fear, don't fear man. Don't fear anyone. The worst they can do is harm you in body. He says, you need to have the honor and reverence and respect for the one who not only controls the body, but controls eternity, heaven and hell. Ultimately, that's who we reverence, and that's who we respect, and that's who we trust. So we go forth, we live our lives as a church and as individuals in confidence, not simple-minded, but being prudent, realizing that we've been called to be sheep among wolves. We've been called to go out and do our duty to live our lives as Christians without fear, but with that knowledge that the world around us does not live the way that we do, but we trust Jesus and we go out, we go forward in faith. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, you have uh, called us by your name. And we bear the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's a high calling. Father, we pray that we would go forth and that we would live our lives in a way that honors and respects you. And Father, we pray that we would... Um, not be simple-minded. And just like your word says, Father, we'd be as wise as a serpent, but we'd be as innocent as a dove. To live in purity, but not in ignorance. Father, help us as a church body to be courageous, to be faithful to you, and to be aware of the world that you've put us in to serve you. Thank you now for this 
service and this time of invitation. God, may you bless and may you work as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.